and welcome to Bury the Lead. I'm one of your co-hosts, Winnipeg Free Press columnist Jens Ratty. And I'm your other co-host, Winnipeg Free Press multimedia producer Aaron Labar. And welcome to the show. We ha- we have lots to do today. So much stuff. We have lots to do. Um, we're going to be talking about, well, first of all. Most importantly. Most importantly. We are going to be trying the Waffle Double Down from KFC, which was released last week. A Canada exclusive. Canada exclusive. Canada Americans only. are PO'd. They are shut out. They are really mad that we get this and they don't. Um, we're both. And we f- have one. What it is? Well, we'll get into that later in yeah. the show. But we'll, we'll, we'll tease you with saying that it's a Canadian version of the Double Down, which of course is the chicken as bread or bun slices <laughs> with cheese and bacon and all right. bad things. What else are we talking about, Jen? Uh, we're going to talk about the fact that Jeffs are the Jeffs. Jeffs. <laughs> the Jeffs. <laughs> <laughs> I wish there's a sports team called the Jeffs. The Jets are in the playoffs. Yeah, we're also going to talk about um, Walmart removing Cosmopolitan from the front cash register magazine racks. And top sheets. Discuss. How was your week, Jen? My week was good. I went out a lot this week, which... Uh, Look at you being I a young know. hip person. <laughs> it's like I'm 25. <laughs> yeah, I had like went to three shows in under a week That's so a the matt good show and i saw john cleese at a centennial concert hall mm-hmm. which was a bit more of a lecture than i was expecting like it wasn't really like i, I heard, heard it wasn't like ha ha funny i actually <laughs> preferred the q a that okay. happened afterwards um so yeah that was good and then saw always on monday always as their name seems <laughs> like it should be pronounced <laughs> Um, they're a band that I have been following since like the very beginning. I was mm-hmm. one of like, I was the person being like, Hey, listen to this band. So it was nice to see them play the Garrick Center. They're like moving on up in, in venue spaces. Well, yeah. And they've been nominated for Polaris. They just wanted Juno. They just wanted Juno. Yeah. They're great. I love them too. Yeah. So that was super great. Um, also wanted to give a little update. So I'm five days in, I guess, in my experiment that I was talking about last week. Oh, Facebook. Yes. Yeah. So I haven't been on. Wow, I have been so productive. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like, I've been like a machine this week. On Tuesday, for example, I wrote an editorial. I did an interview. I transcribed that interview and two more interviews, wrote another story, took the dog for a walk, and made a full salmon dinner. That's like three days worth of work. And I know. Day. I'm like, look at that, because I didn't have the distraction, right? It's just like, well, I guess I should just keep doing stuff. And it's kind of been like humming along that way for the rest of the week. But I want to see if I can find it readily um i got a lot of reader feedback oh yeah on this column that's yes fun. so well <laughs> well that one guy called you a loser but <laughs> someone wrote <laughs> facebook is for losers period you are a loser that so. was my favorite reader comment that made me laugh very yeah. hard um so hold on sorry <laughs> it's dead air jen you gotta search faster um it's Outlook, the worst email program of all time. But I heard from a reader named Tracy, and I wanted to share a bit of her email because I thought it was really interesting. Um, she had been on social media, had mm-hmm. enjoyed it, had liked it. And then after the election, she was finding that it was just like not doing great for her mental health. And she's like, 
she found that Facebook started to become nastier and nastier. She tried to stay focused on the positives and convinced herself that it was important to stay connected to people. Uh, she'd already quit Twitter, but she felt like quitting Facebook was a lifeline. And I kind of felt like that too. Like mm-hmm. kind of like you're just totally cutting yourself How off. How will you know whose birthday it is? How will you know whose birthday it is? <laughs> and so she says, one day in January, I woke up feeling cranky and ticked off. Another night I had not been sleeping well. I decided I didn't give it a lot of thought, but decided right then and there to deactivate Facebook. She didn't make an announcement or anything, just deactivated. Of course, a bunch of people sent her husband a bunch of worried messages being like, is she okay? Um, And her life has improved a million fold. Like she started volunteering. (laughs) She's going to the gym. She's eating better. She's sleeping better. And quite a few people I heard from as well had similar reports. Mm -hmm. There's one woman who was like, yeah, I've already read two books this week. Like she quit a week before me. Yeah. So a good friend of mine isn't on Facebook. And she does not regret it at all. I mean, sometimes we forget to inform her of events that are happening because we just assume everyone will look at the Facebook event. Exactly. So sometimes there has been a couple of occasions where she's like, wait, what's happening tonight? But other than that, it's she said she really loves it. So. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. So I'll have an update column coming up in the future. How yeah. was your week? Um, it was good. I finally saw Black Panther, which is very exciting. I still haven't seen it yet. It was so good. I felt actually that the villain character was a little bit weak. Um, I haven't read a lot of like thought pieces, yeah. think pieces, thought pieces, think pieces. Thought pieces. What is happening? Think pieces. <laughs> Brain is just thinking about chicken sandwiches. <laughs> it's, it's over there taunting us. <laughs> I know. So I haven't read a lot about the film, but in my opinion, I, I felt that the cinematography was very strong. The acting was very strong. The story mostly was very strong, but the, the kind of main villain I felt was a little bit, was not up to the standard of the rest of the film in terms of his storyline and his his sort of motive. I don't think you're alone in that. I seem to recall seeing tweets or something to yeah, that effect. But it's a really beautiful film and I loved it a lot. And um, not really spoiler, but semi-spoiler, the old kings of the, of the area called Wakanda take the form of a Black Panther, right? So hence the title. Hence, well, part of the title, yes. And my cat looks very much like a, a Black Panther. So we've started referring to him as the King of Wakanda. And he's actually started responding to it. It's like he was like, yes, mother, that is my rightful <laughs> yes. name. And it was funny because they the term for father is Baba, right? Mm-hmm. Like B-A-B-A. And we call him that all the time, just <laughs> before we even saw the movie. So we're like, oh my God, are you like a past king of Wakanda? And his eyes say, his, his, his eyes say yes. His eyes say yes. That is his rightful name. So we have the waffle double down. We're going to do this first because we don't want it to get cold. Exactly. So for today's installment of Good or Gross... It is the waffle <laughs> double Jen's down. Dog's trying my to dog eat is it. very interested in it. So I got to tell my story of procuring this double, this, yes. <laughs> this thing. So my phone guided me to a KFC that does not exist. So, <laughs> it's like a future KFC. Right. So I drove all the way out to Sterling Line because I was in that area and it was basically pointing me to a patch of undeveloped land. So I was like, rah, so angry. And then I <laughs> was driving down Keniston to get to a different KFC. One that exists. One that exists that I know is there. Um, traffic, unbelievable traffic. My road rage, as you know, is already at 80% before I even get in the car. So it was like <laughs> at 120. You just have baseline road rage. <laughs> right. And I was already mad because I'd been to the invisible KFC. Yes. <laughs> the potential KFC. <laughs> right. So I'm like, oh, I rate. Get to the one that I'm supposed to go to, order the sandwich. And I pull up to pay and she goes, that'll be $10.19, please. What? And I just burst out laughing because for whatever reason, paying $10 for a, this sandwich. A single sandwich. Yeah. And then she hands me the bag and it's like 
10 pounds and I burst out laughing again. So it, it just lightened my mood completely. It is comically heavy, to be fair. Yes. So this sandwich. Yes. Let's describe it. Okay. So it's it's two chicken fillets, chicken fillets, breast fillets, yes. deep fried, obviously, because it's from KFC. Um, and in the middle is a waffle that smells quite sweet, actually. Yes, I believe it is a Belgian waffle. Yes. And then there's like a maple. Well, they call it a maple aioli. But but like that's just a fancy term for basically like maple syrup. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you think you are, KFC? Yeah. Um, smells real good. It smells really good. It smells like breakfast. You don't like waffles. No, I do like waffles. I don't like pancakes. Oh, you don't like pancakes. Oh, right. That's yeah. fine. Get it right, Jen. <laughs> Even though no, this is this is I love chicken and waffles. When I was in the States, I used to have chicken and waffles all the time. I also enjoy chicken and waffles. Um, so I'm kind of scared I'll like this. <laughs> I know. Like I'm, I'm worried I'm, I'm gonna enjoy this. Eat it and be like, oh, I feel disgusting. Two more, please. Exactly. Yeah. So so wait, before we do this, mm-hmm. um, as we mentioned, it's only available in Canada as of March twenty sixth. Take that, America. Yeah. Um, we wanted to look up some of the caloric information just because we hate ourselves. And it doesn't exist. And it doesn't exist. So um, we looked up the information for the regular double down, which is the chicken with the cheese and the bacon in the middle. Mm-hmm. And it was less calories than I thought, 540 calories. Yeah, so we're assuming that this is about that. But the salt is out of control. The salt was crazy. And it was like 32 grams of fat, I think, for one sandwich, which is bananas. Mm-mm-mm. But we figured the calories will probably be pretty comparable for this. Yes. So All right. 500-ish. We're going to eat it. We're going to do it for you. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of scared. We're getting in there. Okay, you go first. This is actually less unwieldy than I thought it was going to be. It's not as greasy as I thought and it was going to be. And it's not as greasy. Yeah, I mean, it smells, it's got a very maple Yes, it smells like the inside of any breakfast joint in the United yeah, States. Yeah, like fried. I can't believe maple. this isn't available in America. I mean, it's only a matter of time. I'm going for yeah, it. Yeah, you go for it first, and I'm going to just, Yeah. It seems like it's got a good bite to it. <laughs> Jen's chewing. Oh my god. It's good? Oh my god. Okay, hold on. <laughs> that is so good. Oh my shut up. That's so good. That's, <laughs> That's not fair. Oh no. Oh no. Maybe Jen. <laughs> it took too big of a bite. It's very good. Like it's like somehow perfectly savory and sweet. Mm-hmm. And I hate maple, but I love this. This is good. <laughs> Sorry, guys. You should probably try this. <laughs> the KFC waffle, du- waffle Double Down is a resounding good from... Oh, yeah. Bury the Lead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm really sad that it's so good. <laughs> um, it's worth $10, I would argue. Well, especially because I can guarantee you that you will only be able to eat half. Yeah. So unless you're like, have the appetite of a behemoth yes <laughs> like i there's no way and i could eat like i could eat but i could not finish this <laughs> no no way Mm-mm. i mean i could but it, it would i'd be filled with regret yeah so honestly for the 10 bucks and if it's only like not only but if it's 500 and something calories split between two people not bad i you know i'm into it i'm into it too I wish that we didn't have to record the rest of this pause when I can just finish the sandwich. <laughs> well, I'll be coming back to you later. <laughs> okay, I'm going to take one more bite. You, yeah. you start the next one. Okay, so we want to talk about the Jets, or the Jeffs, as uh-huh. I call them. <laughs> that's, a, that's a bite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so the Jets are in the playoffs, which is very exciting for people, particularly sports fans. Mm-hmm. But even non-sports fans. Like, what? <laughs> like, Why are you laughing at me? 
I'm laughing at my husband who laughed from the other from the other room because I pointed out that the Jets being in the playoffs is exciting for sports fans, but it's also exciting for non-sports fans. Is well, okay. where I was going. I was with this. I was saying that I couldn't give two hoots whether the Jets win the Stanley Cup. Right? No, like, I mean. But I'm getting very... But we recognize that it would be nice if they did. Right. I'm actually getting very caught up in the festivities and the excitement because my partner is very much into the Jets. Like, I've been to a couple games. It's really fun. I used to go to New York all the time. And I just find, like, the camaraderie really endearing. And whenever there's, like, a big group of people who are celebrating something or gathering to express something, like a march or a protest or anything like I get really weirdly emotional about it and I'm finding myself reacting that way to the Jets being in in the playoffs yeah I totally agree and I think it's um it's one of those things like no matter because spring in Winnipeg let's preface this by saying the playoffs happen in spring yes spring in Winnipeg is a rough time like everyone talks about the winters but I feel like the thaw does not give near enough the hate well, it considering deserves it freaking snowed today so you have areas of the sidewalk that are like puddles, but also a hockey rink and everything's dirty. I've had to give my dog a bath every single day just from going out for walks. Like it's gross. The temperature is barely getting above zero. It's allegedly spring, but not really. But even though everything is like, oh, the roads are crumbling because they're filled with potholes. You can say the Jets are in the playoffs. So it kind of gives you that little like kick of optimism that you need, mm-hmm. you know, to get through this time of year. But no one is more into this, I think, than MP Dan Vandell. <laughs> Why would you say that? <laughs> because during the question period on Friday, he had the entire Commons cheering Go Jets Go after reciting a bilingual poem about the Jets <laughs> wearing a classic Jets sweater. <laughs> this is from our correspondent in Ottawa, Dylan Robertson. Mm-hmm. Um, he tweeted about this. Do you want to hear the poem? I do. I'm just waiting for you to recite it for me. Mr. Speaker, in mid-April, Winnipeggers will don everything everything and anything white. A whiteout is coming and Bell MTS Place will be a sight. And then the French, okay. <laughs> which I'm not going to attempt. We are coming for Stanley as our new chant of choice for Wheeler Lane. How do you say? Line A. Line A? Yeah. How do you say? Why Hella do they all? There you go. And Shifley? Shifley, yeah. Oh, I nailed it. Well, half of it. <laughs> hey, I've tweeted about hockey once, and it was to say that Hellebuck? Hellebuck? <laughs> Sounds like Helen, like it looks like Helen back to me, and that's what I want to call him. Um, Over the past couple of weeks, our city has tasted much victory with our curling Team Jones and our Bisons women hockey. Winnipeg is aglow as we rise together and say, go Jets, go. Go Jeffs, go. <laughs> I feel like we're playing fast and loose with calling that a poem, but I like the sentiment a lot. <laughs> and I love that they were cheering, go Jets, go. I'm just happy that everyone is going to be happy. Yeah. And I mean, we... That's have... why I said I was like excited by proxy. Like, totally. I don't care. But if everyone over there is going to be pumped about life, I'm all for it. Exactly. It's infectious. Yes. Moving on. Yes. So Walmart is... Yeah pulling i think this is hilarious (laughs) is pulling cosmopolitan the magazine the magazine from the magazine racks that are like as you check out by the till yeah i i get the sense that they've been trying to do this for a very long time but now they are trying to basically say that this this is their way of participating in the me too movement right which just makes me alive forever (sighs) yeah like i mean i get i get i would understand i understand the complaints from shoppers saying that they have children 
and they don't necessarily want like super cleavagey photos. Right. But that's a different argument than we suddenly care about the objectification of women it's like no this is totally a puritanical argument wrapped in a right trying to be political right it's yeah it's rough yeah it's just but also like there are so many other magazines that have a equally sort of salacious headlines and things if children are of reading age totally be equally sort of nude photos any fitness magazine you know there's no tops or bikinis or whatever so you can't the argument doesn't really make any sense to me also i would submit the argument that having the tabloids at the checkout for reading age children is more problematic well yeah it's all fake Exactly. mostly fake. Exactly. So if you really, you know, sort of care about the messages we are sending the children. And those tabloids, too, sometimes have frightening stories in them. Because I used to read them at my (laughs) Nana's house when I was a kid (laughs) about, like, the goat boy who would, like, you know, you know those really weird stories? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, that is way more harmful than a child seeing 50 sex tips to please your man. Exactly. Sorry. But it is. (laughs) I don't want to be attacked by a goat boy. (laughs) It's an eminently reasonable position. <laughs> well, <to take>. exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm a very pragmatic person, Jen. Um, so how? What, where do you come out on the other thing that happened this week, which was everyone arguing about top sheets? Because apparently I... millennials are killing those two, <laughs> along with napkins and chain restaurants. I say let them die. <laughs> I hate top sheets Oh, we so agree much. about two subjects this week. I hate top sheets. I think they're the most useless piece of fabric that have ever S- existed. So do I. And I don't really know the providence of where this provenance of where this argument started it seems to be from a gq article that was published this week mm-hmm. are you like being like top sheets are bad why do we have them get rid of mm-hmm. them and so uh, the internet erupted with this this week <laughs> like it, it it was debated everywhere and some confusions among our european friends because they were like what even is this a flat you? sheet they call yeah. it a flat sheet yeah don't you have duvet covers and it's like yes we do have duvet covers so why do we need a top sheet? We don't. And mm-hmm. people are like making arguments. It's like, well, if you don't have a top sheet, you're disgusting because your duvet cover is getting dirty. You just wash it more often. You just wash your duvet cover more often. It's fine. Also, nobody washes their bedding as much as they say that they wash their bedding. No, nor it's, as much as they should. It's like bras. Oh, yeah. 100%. Ain't nobody washing anything. No one's ever. washing their pillowcase once a week. I'm sorry. No, no. Like, I aspire to that. But like, let's be real. Um, and besides... As the GQ article and others have pointed out, and I will point out too, the top sheet just gets all like twisted up like anyway and is at the bottom of That's your bed. That's my number one hate is that the top sheet gets twisted and you end up kicking it down to the end of the bed and there's yeah. a big lump at the end of the bed. Exactly. Number two, it's an extra thing to wash, which is super annoying. Number three, I get very hot when I'm sleeping and the last thing I need is another layer of something on me. But And number four, it makes the bed harder to make. Exactly. See, these are all valid arguments that I support. Get however, top sheet. However... I am married to someone who loves the top sheet. <laughs> so what happens is, is that he sleeps underneath the top sheet and I sleep on top of the top sheet, <laughs> which creates all sorts of problems with like when you're, and I'm a tosser and turner. So I just get all knotted up. Yeah. Top sheets. Top sheets are bad. They suck. So we're going to do reading, watching, listening. I'm going to start because Jen is currently chewing on a chicken sandwich. It's so good, you guys. So it's I'm so gonna good. Do, I'm going to do an update on The Bastard Billionaire. 
Uh, which may also be the billionaire bastard i always get the title confused but i think it's bastard billionaire i still think it's funny that this is a show i'm laughing at my dog no it's not a show it's a book or it's a book yeah there's a show no i'm reading it for book club oh yeah okay i'm with you now so i I, I listen to you when you speak (laughs) (laughs) thanks for i'm distracted by my dog really working his all his angles to get at this chicken sandwich it's not gonna happen um so i finished the book it was a 340 page pager that feels long for the it, title. It probably could have been a 200 pager, to be quite honest. Uh, okay, so the main guy is named Eli. He mm-hmm. has one leg. <laughs> he, he's the billionaire bastard. He is the billionaire bastard, yeah. Um, he is a war vet, which is where he lost his leg in the first place. Right. So he's got some PTSD stuff he's working on. Um, and then the girl is named Isabella, but some people call her like Isa, like ISA, and some people call her Bella and he calls her Sable. So it's very confusing. That is highly confusing. Yeah. That's my first complaint. Um, and then of course she's like his PA and then things get carried away and there's multiple sex scenes, none of which were like overly exciting. I, I would give this book like a C plus maybe. It's that's too bad. Because when you read a bad book, like you want it to at least be funny or arousing i guess or so bad it's good so bad that it's good but it was it was not that's unfortunate so i'm we have a book club meeting tonight i'm looking forward to discussing it with my friends because that will be funny but so i thought this was a show so this actually (laughs) could have been a pop culture blind spot for me and i was (laughs) like the billionaire bastard though sounds like an incredible reality tv show i also don't feel like she did very much research because there's into (laughs) bastards and or billionaires well into like PTSD and like how people with um, one leg use their what's the word I can't think of the word the fa- what is the word for a fake leg like prosthetic a- leg thank you prosthetic leg I don't think she did a lot of research into how um, bodies adapt to prosthetics mm. and she kept saying that he would have a hard time going upstairs but I'm like is that a thing that's a real thing I don't know yeah, it doesn't sound good yeah so anyway don't I wouldn't read it pass on that pass um i recommend what i'm watching which is barry the new bill Hader show on hbo oh b-a-r-r-y barry you got it yeah not Um, berries in the fruit no (laughs) bill Hader stars as a guy named barry who is a very talented hitman who decides to change up his career a little bit and become a not very talented at all actor it's Hmm. hilarious but what i want to talk about beyond the show is there's all these think pieces this week because it means thought pieces. <laughs> thought pieces about how like basically the cut shared one in the headline was like, is Bill Hader hot? The answer is yes. And welcome to the bandwagon that I've literally been driving since he was on SNL. Right. And everyone would be like, why is Bill Hader your celebrity crush? I'm like, because he's a dreamboat. And now people are joining my team. Well, yeah, I kind of had a crush on him when he was a love interest on Mindy Project. He's but like, adorable. in my opinion, there is no person in Hollywood acting or doing anything on screen that isn't like marginally attractive in in some regard i think it is a like you, prerequisite it, you just can't to be like, on television is that you have to be some degree of right attractive right and way. it may not be like an obvious sort of punch you in the face attractiveness but like all of them are every single one of them yeah, are the longer you watch it whenever he played like a swarthy italian like lothario on snl i'm like yeah you're this does it for me <laughs> <laughs> bill Hader is hot top sheets are bad this waffle thing is good. See, you're learning. We're coming at you with the facts. Yeah. Coming at you with the facts. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this waffle has like made you crazy. Uh, it's because it's of the sugar. It's the aioli. Oh, aioli brain. 
What are you working on, Jen? Um, what am I working on? I'm working on a big, giant, huge feature that I don't want to talk about until next week. <sighs> okay, fine. <laughs> um, because it's it's, but I think it'll be good. I know you have this weird fear that someone's going to scoop you on it, so I won't ask you any questions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also off for oh, most of next week. That's so. Right. That's also exciting. Well, I have Rod Stewart next week. Oh, yeah. So I'm, we haven't been approved for review tickets yet, but I'm hoping that we get approved because I would really like to go see see Rod Stewart. <laughs> and you're also planning a piece about reviewing? Yeah. Um, I was asked to write a story about sort of why it's becoming or why people may be noticing fewer and fewer reviews in the paper and fewer and fewer photos. Um, there's a lot of restrictions that are being placed on us and we're not getting approved as, uh, as often for review tickets. So, um, yeah, my editor and the editor of paper kind of suggested I write a story about why it's becoming more difficult and reviews are less frequent. I think that'll be super interesting. Yeah. Um, cause I also used to review shows as people listening to this may or may not know. So, but I feel even since you even, stopped, which exactly. is not, it's become we've been doing many like much fewer that's what i was just about to say yeah it's it's really tightened up even in just like the last couple years yeah because i've only been at the paper for it'll be five years in september so Mm -hmm. like i would say even in like the last two years two or three well basically since whenever you took over the beat it's been yeah i was doing pretty steadily a review a month if not more and then like obviously a ton in the summertime and now it's like a review every two or three months so and that's not because we don't want to staff them it's because of approval things and photo things and stuff that's beyond our control so yeah there you go you can find everything that we're working on at winnipegfreepress.com you can also follow us on social media i'm at jen's on twitter and instagram and i'm at nyrebel on twitter and instagram and we also have the bury the lead email which is bury the lead at winnipegfreepress.com next week is our one-year anniversary episode we have some really fun new stuff coming i'm very excited turn in one yeah and we'll see you there we'll see you next week Mm -hmm.